0: Thanks for everybody who continues to listen. And now, episode number 11, Butterball Turkey. Here in the States, we have been celebrating Thanksgiving today. And that reminds me back when I was in fifth grade. Each year, we had the turkey trot. And the person who won the turkey trot took home a turkey. And... I didn't win. I didn't win in kindergarten. I didn't win in first grade, second grade, third grade, or fourth grade. So my goal was in fifth grade to win that turkey. And sure enough, I did. I barely beat the second place. But I was so proud of that butterball turkey that I took home. And that we cooked for Thanksgiving. Now my family enjoys Greenberg turkeys. My mom grew up in Tyler, Texas, and my grandmother used to get them for Thanksgiving, and they're the best smoked turkeys ever. And it's something that I savor for the holidays. But this Thanksgiving, I'm actually on call. I've been on call this whole week, and just trying to wrap down, rounding, and coming in for consults. But... My phone is always by my side. Yes, there are people that are on call, and we appreciate you guys who are out there in the hospitals as well as the people that are at the grocery stores and the convenience stores while everybody else is getting time to spend uh, with their friends and family. But this reflection of Thanksgiving and Butterball Turkeys I thought to have a humorous holiday edition. Yes, neurosurgery is pretty serious, but the one thing in neurosurgery that you have to have to be a great surgeon is large balls. And and oddly enough in residency, I told uh, my ex-husband, I wish I could have the guts or the balls as this certain attending. And sure enough, he got me brass balls my chief year, and I put them in my white coat. And anytime I doubted myself, I reached down and held the balls like marbles, and I got the confidence. Yes, it's the butter balls that neurosurgeons need. So, since this segment has to be quick because of my call and my obligations, I was trying to reflect on a time early in my training or my first year out where those balls were effective. I remember it was one weekend and actually it was a Sunday and I had three spinal cord injuries come in over that weekend, oddly enough. Sometimes in medicine we say things come in threes. I had one patient I had just sent to the MRI to evaluate for central cord. And I believe I discussed this previously on this podcast in another episode. And so I needed an MRI to see where the pressure was on the cord before I was able to operate on the patient. But right as I was sending that patient to MRI, I had another patient come in. they had had an acute injury where a trailer had rolled over their neck and they had had a fracture and they were no longer moving their legs or their arms. And I told the gentleman, I said, When this initially happened, were you able to move your arms and your legs? And he said, Yes. And I said, What time was that? And I realized it had only been less than an hour and a half since the accident. He was brought in by MS and the imaging that showed me what was going on. I knew that the other gentleman was an MRI, and because of the weekend, we had only one tech. And I also knew time was spine, and that's a common quote I usually say. And I looked down at him, and I said, do you trust me? I need to get you back to the operating room as fast as possible so we can Hopefully get your strength back. And he said, I trust you. And I know I look like a kid. I still look like a kid. And this was back in 2014. And I called my program director and I just wanted to say, Dr. Graham, I have two spinal cord injuries. One's an MRI that I'm planning on operating after I take care of this other one. This other gentleman has a fracture in a perch facet and I need to reduce him. It appears on the CT scan that the disc is herniated, compressing the cord, but I can't confirm that without an MRI, but I think that's going to take too long if the other gentleman's already in it. Do you think I can take him back? And he said, yes, do that. And so that's what I did. I took him back to the operating room and I performed a surgery called an anterior cervical disectomy infusion where I removed the disc fragment that was pinching on the spinal cord and I reduced his fracture and I stabilized it with a bone graft, a plate and four screws. All this operating as fast as I could to get the pressure off the spinal cord. And I tucked him in and then I went and I started performing the second operation on the other spinal cord injury. And when I went to check on him post-op after both operations had been performed, I could see slight twitches in his legs. And I said, I hope you get your strength back. That shows improvement already. And then by the next day, he was moving his arms and legs. And that had happened on a Sunday, Sunday morning. And by Tuesday, he walked out of the hospital. And thus it is sometimes us neurosurgeons have to have balls and be aggressive without taking extra time, knowing that that could have taken too much time where he would have established permanent injury. And it was that time I felt, knowing what I did, the patient trusted me, and because of that, he was able to walk out of the hospital in less than a week so there's for the butter balls or the balls that you have to have when you're a neurosurgeon and sometimes things don't work out but most of the time they do and so in this Thanksgiving I'm thankful for the opportunity and the hands that God's blessed me with to help others out And also for the opportunity for those others to trust me. You guys have a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends. And reach out to your loved ones and let them know that you love them on this day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed.